Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. How are you doing today, Michael? I am super excited, gearing up for Holy Week, uh, getting ready for the Lord and our walk to the cross in the open tomb. You know, it is a Holy Week, but for some, uh, it's a Holy Week for different reasons. Baseball is in the air. I am uh, having to say that I was a little worried about my Cubs, but I'm getting excited. This uh, Jacques Peterson signing looks like it's going to work out. Well, there you go. New yeah. new, new uh, starting staff. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, as a longtime New York Met fan, there's always hope at this time of the year, and usually by the All-Star break, <laughs> the hope has dissipated. Yeah, they're, uh, they're always an interesting one. You know, the amazing thing about baseball is it is so attractional to both male and female, young and old, uh, such a wide variety of people. Uh, are attracted to the game. You know, I had a family in my congregation out in Arizona. They were from Missouri. Uh, Die-hard Cardinal fans. I know not your favorite uh, as a Cubs <laughs> fan, to be sure. Uh, well, you know. But they would track with the Cardinals, go to spring training, uh, knew all about their minor league system. People invest in baseball, and, and I think that's why baseball – seems to make its way into the movies in a, in a wide variety of uh, cinematic classics. Uh, the one that we want to talk about today came out on May 11th of 1984, a movie called The Natural. Uh, cost $28 million to make. Big money in 84, but a big cast. Big cast, big cast. made $48 million at the box office and directed by Barry Levinson. This is another one of those, uh, it's baseball, so there is no extra worldwide gross here. $48 million and $48 million. Yeah, maybe. Baseball doesn't do it overseas. Maybe Japan and Taiwan. That would yeah. probably be about your limited audience. Well, at, back in 1984. You know, you have to think back in 1984, baseball had not really exploded as a global game, although now it certainly is in the Caribbean, Central America, and, well, even into South America. Right. So baseball is gaining uh, attraction and uh, a following, for sure. But let's take a look at the cast for a moment. This movie really had a star-studded cast. Uh, just a few people for us to pull out. You know, the, the lead, Roy Hobbs, is played by uh, Robert Redford. Sundance. Sundance. You know, mm. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. How about, how about The Sting or Out of oh, yeah. Out of Africa? Another great movie that Huge. he made. Um, playing Memo Paris, Kim Basinger, a young Kim <laughs> Basinger. She's been in a lot of movies. She sure has. You know, two that always jump to my mind is L.A. Confidential, phenomenal movie, and uh, the first Batman uh, series that came out. Uh, Michael Keaton. Played yeah. against Michael Keaton. Now, those are good ones. Mm -hmm. Blind Date might be one of my favorite comedies of all time with with David Arquette. And, oh, sure. Uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Oh, she is fabulous in that. Yeah, there you go. How about, movie. How about Glenn Close playing <laughs> Iris Gaines, who's Robert Redford's uh, 
girlfriend back in 1910 Nebraska, 1920 Nebraska. Early. Uh, now, I know everybody goes to uh, uh, Fatal Attraction with her. Of course. But have you seen Damages, that miniseries? Mm-hmm. Very good. I think good. it's fabulous. Yeah, she's good in that. Well, and you know, she plays uh, Cruella de Vil uh, in yes. 101 Dalmatians. Yes, she does, and uh, she's perfect. She's perfect. She's wonderful in that. Wilford Brimley, who plays the coach, Pop Fisher, the manager of the team, you know, can't brilliant. Oh, you, know, you can't think of uh, Wilford Brimley without thinking of Cocoon. Cocoon. Yeah, that's his big one. He was great in it too. But you know, he was also in the China Syndrome, another big movie back in one. the day. Uh, how about Robert Prosky uh, playing the character of the judge? You know where he shows up? Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that. And how about the horror movie, Christine, the Killer Chrysler? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, probably not his better one, but that's a good one. Well, sure. And, you know, I don't want to move on from the cast without mentioning a, a shout-out. Two weeks in a row. Maybe we're, we're starting to become like fanboys here. Barbara Hershey, who plays Harriet Bird early on in the movie. Bart, yeah. She was in the movie we did last week, Hoosiers. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. Black Swan, as we mentioned, and Beaches. Uh, she's been all over the place. Another big one. I One that is not credited that bothered me at first. I had to look it up. The The character of Gus Sands is played by Darren McGavin, uh, who we had for A Christmas Story. Oh, sure. But the rumor was he didn't want to lower credit, so he took no credit. Wow. Weird. I know. And that's only rumor, what I found on the internet. But it's interesting that he uh, played a pretty big part, had some great scenes in the movie. Oh, sure. Not credited. You won't find him on it. Well, you know, and he's a kind of a critical piece of the story. And the, the story is a very simple uh, kind of, uh, you know, natural talent, you know, mm. the, the title of that's the movie. The title. You know, it was the natural. We're, we're set in early 1910 to 1920 Nebraska. Uh, we have this boy, Roy Hobbs, lightning hits a tree. He takes wood from that oh, tree. Father's death. Don't forget that. Don't forget the father's death. Makes the story. Yeah, father died. Yep. Crafts the baseball bat, Wonder Boy, with the lightning bolt on it. Super. You know, 19 years old now. He's off to the big city, Chicago. He's going to have his shot at the big time because he is the natural, the, the great baseball player. I, I just want to point out before we get into this too far. Mm-hmm. When we go to uh, IMDb for these, mm-hmm. rarely do we find movies that say sex and nudity, mild, violence and gore, mild, profanity, mild, alcohol, mild. I mean, it's a mild movie. This oh. is this is family friendly. Very, very much and so. Yeah, it's a dark well story. The darkness. Dark he's story. on his he's on his way to Chicago. Yeah. Stops at that carnival. Trying out for the Cubs. Well, before he gets there, he yeah. strikes out the whammer. The whammer. On three pitches. Now, we didn't mention John Don Baker. Oh. Joe Don. Joe Don Baker. Yeah. yeah. As, a, as the whammer. It's kind of a small part here, but he gets on the train and the whammer's uh, love interest, Harriet Bird, befriends him. Mm-hmm. And when they get to Chicago, she turns out to be a little, little crazy. A little crazy. She it's shoots funny how him. those hookups end that way sometimes. Yeah, shoots him right in the abdomen. Yeah, and good. spirals his life out of control. It really does. It it sets back all the hopes and the dreams and the fulfillment of his natural talent. Now, got me thinking a little bit. You know, as the story. You know, when you think about the Bible, who does Roy Hobbs kind of parallel? And you know, there's a lot of biblical 
characters that we could kind of draw to. But the one that really comes to my mind is Jacob. You know, the the son of Jacob Isaac. Jacob was shot in the abdomen. Well, it wasn't well, shot okay, in the abdomen. Quite, it wasn't but, quite shot in the abdomen. Right. But, you know, he was the handsome one. He was the right, chosen the one. But he wasn't the firstborn. That was Esau. You know, he yeah. he wasn't the manly man. That was Esau. And he really wasn't his father's favorite. That no. would be, uh, well, Esau, Esau again. And yet Jacob is clearly the chosen. He is the one. The father of the 12 tribes of Israel. I would say that's a pretty big one. Well, and you know, if you take a look in the Bible, Joseph, uh, Jacob um, you know, arrives on the scene in Genesis chapter 25, and he departs in Genesis 49. It's a lot. That's a lot of story. Roughly forty percent of the book of Genesis. Oh yeah. So he's a critical character. Now let's let's track back to Roy Hobbs. Let's uh, and see how this kind of weaves together as we see this. So now Roy Hobbs he he reemerges. You know now he is an old man uh, for professional athletes. Right. So he's thirty-five year old. Unless you're Tom Brady, of course, wow. and then. You know, he's just in the... You got to uh, go there. It's yeah, pain I, for you, I know. Well, I have to do it's that. Therapeutic. It, it's, it is therapeutic as a New York Jet fan to work out my angst and <laughs> aggravation with one Tom Brady. But I digress. Now, Roy Hobbs, he, he appears on the scene, and now he's, uh, he's showing up to the New York Knights, a fictitious baseball team, and his manager, Pop, is, is furious. This is a waste of time and space on his roster with this old man. And he won't give him a chance. He's just riding the pine. He's sitting on the bench as the Knights continue to lose game after game after game. And finally, Pop gets so mad at the, in one game with his star player that he benches him. And he's got to use Roy Hobbs Roy. as a pinch hitter. And what does Roy Hobbs do? Do you remember what he does? Homers. He does more than Homer. What happens to the baseball? He knocks the cover off the ball. Yeah. It's a big spot. It's a big spot in the movie. He knocks the cover off the ball. Oh, it's great. Because there, there the cover falls to the ground, and you see the ball going out and out. Unwinding. Unwinding yeah. as it's going out. Yeah, when the, the, when the ump has to see the ball, and he brings him a whole pile, pile of, of string. <laughs> string. Yeah, that's a great scene. You can see that one. It's it's yeah. an amazing kind of, uh, you know, call it what it is. It's it's almost mythological of, of his prowess at the plate, his ability to play. And all of a sudden, the Knights start to win. Uh, the Knights start to perform. Uh, so much so that the Wonder Boy lightning bolt on his bat, the, the team gets the patches made yeah. with the lightning bolt and sews it on their uniform. He becomes the heart and the soul of the team. Now, this enters our friend, Gus Sands. And what happens with Gus Sands? He's betting against Roy. So you got to get Roy to fall into a slump. Like all baseball players, you can't ride women the high the forever. That's right. So it's enter. All about the women. Yeah, and if you're going to have weakness, why not bring Memo Paris, played by Kim Basinger? It's a good pick. That was a good pick, it's I good would pick. say. And of course, he goes into a slump. Yep. His game starts to tank. He. All of a sudden, can't seem to find the ball as it's coming over the plate with the bat. Now, the other side story going on here is that Pops, the manager, has a minority share of ownership in the New York Knights. 
But if they don't win the pennant, he loses his minority share to the ominous judge. And the judge who we mentioned earlier, played by Robert Prosky, uh, becomes this other storyline that the natural has to overcome not only his own fear, his, his own challenge, his own life struggles, but now he's carrying the burdens and the struggles of others on his shoulders. I, I return to our uh, character from the Bible. I return to good old Jacob. And, and if you look at the story of Jacob, you know, just consider the parallel just for a moment. Uh you know, he receives the blessing, but he ticks off his brother Esau. He he wants to marry Rachel, but he first has to marry Leah. He has all of these children. <laughs> yeah, he gets tricked there. Work seven years and get the uh, older sister. Yeah, get Work the, seven more years, finally get the girl he wants. Get the girl he wants. Yeah. He finally is able to, to get uh, all the pieces of life start to come together. And yet there again... There are challenges. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always challenges for Jacob. I like Jacob because it's not really a story of redemption. Usually we go to the Bible and we go, story of redemption. Oh, it was a struggle. This is a struggle of life, ups and downs, mm -hmm. peaks and valleys. And when you look at Roy Hobbs, you can't help but see this isn't a story of redemption you know, as we come to this kind of climactic and ultimate moment of the knights on the tear to get to the pennant, to win the whole thing. Rather, it's a story of the, the peaks and the valleys of a man's life who finds peace and consolation in the end. Right. You know, it's about fulfilling his, his dream. It's about realizing his potential. It's about reacquainting himself with past love. You know, back in the beginning of the movie, Glenn Close, who plays Iris Gaines, was his girlfriend. And, and then she kind of disappears from the story. But there she is at the end. Remember the scene? Uh, she's in the white dress and the uh, she stands she up. She stands up and, and he hits that, the, the homer. But yeah. the beam of light that comes through the stadium yes. kind of illuminates her. There's beautiful Glenn Close. He sees her. And you no know, wonder boy is broke. You know, the bat breaks earlier and pick me out a winner, Bobby. And now, and what, what is it? What's the name of Savoy that? Savoy special. Uh, Bobby, Savoy. Bobby made it. It's Bobby Savoy's uh, personal bat. The Savoy special. And he knocks it. And, and it's great as you see the ball going, but they don't ever show it going completely out. They don't show the victory, so to speak. Instead, they bleed out. And now it's Roy playing catch with his son. And Later clearly on. his wife, Iris, who's come back. It's the peaks and the valleys and, and the long, you know, the long and stretches what's of important, life. That was a great moment. The victory trot around the bases are getting his life together. Yeah. You know, it really is kind of neat the way they do that. And now let's just stop and consider. We come back to our, to our biblical character of Jacob, you know. Jacob's I, I, life peaks well, and valleys. I like what you said because Jacob was not his father's favorite. He had issues with his father-in-law. Mm -hmm. and, and he becomes the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. I mean, talk about yeah. this uh, story. It wasn't like he learned to be a good father from his. Well, you know, and that really comes to uh, Genesis 49. When Jacob is blessing his sons, 
And, and it's this equal measure of blessing kind mm. of going through. Think back. Wasn't going to happen with his brother Esau and Isaac, no. was it? So all of a sudden, there's this very different rhythm that Jacob has. He's learned from all of these life experiences. He's received the blessing of God. And when you get to Genesis 49, it says, you know, all these are the 12 tribes of Israel. It's verse 28. This is what their father said to them as he blessed them, blessing each with the blessing suitable to him. Then he commanded them and said to them, I am to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in mm. the field of Ephron the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, to the east of Mamre, in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought with the field from Ephron the Hittite to possess as a burial place. There they buried Abraham and Sarah his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah and his wife. And there I buried Leah, the field and the cave that is it, where I bought from the Hittites, when Jacob finished commanding his sons, he drew up his feet into the bed, breathed his last, and, and, was, was, and was gathered to his people. Yeah. I really like that line. You know, it's the, we look at Roy Hobbs, and it, it really is about being gathered to his people in the end, to Iris, to his son, to all of those experiences he had through life. And, and baseball sort of becomes the vehicle that he travels in and through his life with both good and bad both up and down and, and, and really uh, part of the beauty of that story is he mourns the loss of joseph most of his life and how does he gather it all back and get buried in that place through joseph through what yeah. his struggles were through him helping the pharaoh yeah. through them saving the family and basically taking care of him i mean it's it's a beautiful story yeah, and you look at the natural, the one thing we can say about this movie is it's a beautiful story. It is. Because it really it's is. it's not a it's not this kind of fairy tale story where everything just goes right. There's a lot of wrong. There's a lot of challenge. There's a lot of uh dark valleys he's got to go through from being shot at an early age by a crazy woman. Mhm. Mm to losing his, you know, really what would have been a tremendous baseball career. You know, that's kind of the assumption. Instead, he only gets a little sliver of it at the very end of his life. Well, you know, Pop says it's the best hitter he ever coached. Yeah. Best hitter he ever saw, I think. I mean, it was incredible. It was great accolades. But yet, Pop was the one making fun of him. How old are you? Yeah. What do you mean, a rookie, you know? A rookie at 35 years wow. old. Unless you're Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> You can't let that go. Oh, I don't boy. think I'll ever be able to let that yes. go. Yes. Um, so as we look at the natural, and as we kind of come to a conclusion, it really does bring us to, uh, to me, I think an important question of the day, and it's a very introspective question. You know, when you look over the span of your life, what have been the mountain peak moments? What are those things that you can point to and say, this is where I was close with God, where I felt the blessings that God is bestowing in and through my life. And then to balance that out, what have been the valleys? Where have been the dark moments that have molded, have shaped, have challenged you in how you think, how you act, how you behave, and how you do? Now, looking at those peaks and looking at those valleys, how have they in turn influenced the person you have become right now? You know, when we look at Roy Hobbs, it's not hard to see the peaks 
and the valleys as that movie unfolds. When we look at Jacob, we can see the peaks and the valleys and how this biblical patriarch's life unfolded. How has your life unfolded as a consequence of peaks and valleys? Having said that, join us next week because next week we have a special movie we're going to be going to. It is a classic. Classic. A comedic classic movie. Because, it wouldn't have anything to do with the Masters. Well, you know, we are going to be on the eve of the Masters. And we'll even maybe have some Masters music. We should have some Masters music. Now, you know, that was one of the things we didn't bring up about this movie is the music, the natural Oh, tremendous Bad, music. Out of Africa, Beautiful. Halloween. There's certain movies, the music makes it. Oh, yeah. It's and beautiful. this, well... And we should have the master's music. But of course, Absolutely. we should have the master's music. However, there there is a, a rock and roll legend icon by the name of Kenny Loggins. Oh. Who happened to write a theme song... Good theme song. ...for the movie that we're going to go to the cinema with next week. Join us next week as we go to the Caddyshack with Bill Murray and crew. Love it. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.